Well, hello and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I'm the pastor of Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. And today we are in John chapter 7. Yes, we've we finally made it out of John chapter 6. Now, if you've been with us, Jesus, he has just lost many of his disciples, many of his followers, <clears throat> because he has taught them some hard things. And before that, we saw that the religious leaders, they were aiming at killing Jesus because he healed the man on the Sabbath and then really made a, a very clear statement about his divinity, his deity, that he, that he is God in the flesh. And this is what we've seen all the way from John chapter 1 when we saw that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God and it is this Word that became flesh. And so Jesus's ministry, it's, it's growing, but as it's growing, he's facing greater opposition. And this is the context when we open up John chapter seven. If you want to turn with me there, we're going to look at the first nine verses today. Uh, John chapter seven, verse one begins after this. Now, Jesus in the feeding of the many, the 5,000 plus, and then the, the conversation about eating his flesh and drinking his blood, believing in who he is as he has really revealed himself. It says, after this, Jesus went out about in Galilee. He would not go to Jude go about in Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Now, the Jews' feast of booths was at hand. So his brothers said to him, before we listen to what they say, <clears throat> here's what's going on. Jesus is hanging out in the, uh, the outskirts. He's not going to the city center. He's not going to the main scene. He's hanging out in the outskirts. Why? Well, the Jews are trying to kill him is part of the reason. We're going to see the other part of the reason in just a moment, but let's now listen to what Jesus's brothers are going to say to him. They say, leave here and go to Judea, that your disciples also may see the works you are doing. For no one works in secret if he seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. Now it says, for not even his brothers believed in him. His brothers who do not believe in him, here's their advice toward him. He says, hey, Jesus, what are you doing in the podunk town? Get it in the big city. If you really are this, if you really are this, this hero for the people of Israel, if you really are such a big deal, hey, brother, if, if you're such a big shot, why don't you get out there where it really matters? That's what they're saying to him. Get to the main stage. Now, they're saying this not because they want to see him seen as the as the Messiah. No, look, verse five it says, for not even his brothers believed in him. They don't believe till afterward. See, they don't believe in him. And so there's maybe some some tension with his brothers here. But but listen, if Jesus is trying to build an earthly movement, they give him incredibly wise advice. This this reminds me of, of Mr. Worldly Wiseman in the Pilgrim's Progress, giving all of the, the practical pragmatic, here's the best way to go about living life, void of understanding God's desire and God's will. Well, they give him this advice and verse six, Jesus said to them, my time has not yet come, but your time is always here. The first thing he says, my time has not yet come. This is why he's not in the bigger town centers uh, teaching and performing miracles and, and showing these signs. He says it's not the right time for him right now. He, he's not trying to draw the crowds. In fact, you remember, he just got done sending a crowd away. He says, the world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify about it that its works are evil. 
See, at this point, Jesus's brothers, they're, they're part of this world system. They're, they're going along with the world and the world does not hate them because they would give approval to the world and the world would give approval to them. But Jesus, he is testifying about its deeds. The works of the world are evil. And so the world ha- has hate toward him. Verse eight, he says, you go up to the feast. I am not going up to this feast for my time has not fully come. After the saying, after saying this, he remained in Galilee. So here's what happens. Jesus, he says, you know what? It's not the precise time. My time has not fully come. You go, you go. But what, what does this leave us for today? As we see this interaction between Jesus's worldly brothers and Jesus. What we see is that they have priorities that are different than his. The world, those who have yet to know Christ, we must remember this world has priorities that are different than God's. We, we hear messages every day. Here's what you should do. Here's how you should be. Here's the way you should act. Here's the way you should talk. Here's the way you should live. Every one of those we need to test against the will of the Heavenly Father. See, Jesus, he does this perfectly. This is, this is why he's our Savior. He has the active obedience. He, he perfectly obeyed God the Father in everything. And so when he goes to the cross, he dies a sacrificial death for us in his passive obedience. And yet all of this, what we see, we, we trust in Christ. He is our Savior, but we also learn so much from the way he lives. We see that the world has priorities for him, just like the world has priorities for us. But we must be wise and we, mu- we must say, what? What are the priorities that the Lord has for me? Let, let's not be those who just, just do whatever whatever the advice of the world is. Let, let us not be those who have those that might be like Jesus' brothers that come and say, hey, here's what you should do. And we, we should be like Jesus and not say, yeah, I'm going to do whatever you say, but rather I am going to do exactly what the Lord has called me to. If, if we were to press this just a little bit more, I'd say this means that that our priorities need to be revolving around the word of God. The world will always be telling you, you should be hurrying up to do the next big thing, hurrying up to to maybe get people's attention. That's what Jesus' brothers were calling him to right here. But, But the word of God, the word of God is our priority. We should be spending time in it daily studying it, thinking about it, meditating on it, praying over it. We should be those who the word of God is our priority. This is, this is so important. We, we, this is what keeps us from being easily swayed by this worldly wise men advice of the world. How about you? How do you take your life and examine the way you spend your time Examine the way you spend your money. Examine the way you pursue entertainment. Examine the way you pursue your purpose. Are these, are all of these things, are they aligning with the way the world tells you how to live? Or are they aligning with the priorities that the Lord has for you? See, our ancient way for our modern day, if I were to boil it down very simply, the world has priorities for you. And the word, God the Father through his word has priorities for you. What priorities are you following? What priorities are you aiming at? This is worth time. As this video comes to a close, I encourage you to take some time and and ask the Lord to help you do some self-assessment. It's worth some time to pray about this and, and make sure your priorities, they revolve around following the Lord, 
trusting his word, living for the glory of God.